Monday, December the 20th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, catch up, Manchin says no, and the rapid spread of Omicron. First, the world in brief. Joe Manchin, a conservative Democratic senator from West Virginia, said he would not support President Joe Biden's $1.75 trillion social spending bill, imperiling its chances of passing. The bill would fund childcare, education and climate change prevention, among many other things. America's Senate is evenly split between Democrats and Republicans, making Mr Manchin's vote crucial. The Netherlands locked down to slow the spread of the Omicron coronavirus variant. Non-essential shops, gyms and other venues will stay closed until January 14th. Meanwhile, Germany banned most travellers arriving from Britain, following a similar decision by France. On Saturday, the state of New York recorded its highest number of new COVID-19 cases for the second day in a row. President Joe Biden will address the nation about Omicron on Tuesday. Chile elected Gabriel Boric, a left-wing former student protest leader, as its new president. He comfortably beat José Antonio Cast, a conservative Catholic, in a runoff. Mr Boric's radical coalition includes communists, but he has recently tried to woo moderate parties too. Police fired tear gas as thousands of people demonstrated in Khartoum, the capital of Sudan, against the government installed in October when General Abdel Fattah al-Burhan seized power in a coup. They were marking the three-year anniversary of mass protests that forced Omar al-Bashir, the country's long-time dictator, from power. Until October, Sudan was ruled by a joint military and civilian government. Hong Kongers voted in their first election since a draconian national security law and new electoral rules came in. Turnout was a measly 30%, the lowest in decades. Only pro-China politicians were allowed to run for a seat in the territory's legislature, and the proportion of directly elected members has fallen from 53% to 22%. A dreadful week for Boris Johnson, Britain's Prime Minister, got worse with the resignation of David Frost, his Brexit minister, who has been engaged in fraught negotiations with the EU over Brexit's application in Northern Ireland. He cited concerns about the government's, quote, direction of travel. His resignation follows a large rebellion from Conservative MPs on Tuesday over COVID-19 restrictions and a disastrous result for the government in a by-election on Thursday. And fact of the day, 25% the amount that the S&P index rose in the year to December 15th. American stocks may well keep climbing. And now, here's today's agenda. The year in review. Various variants. This week, we are looking back on 2021. Today, the pandemic. The coronavirus was evolving as it jumped out of China in late 2019. The version that spread globally, 
already had a key mutation that increased infectivity. An evolutionary jump spotted in Kent, England in September 2020 dominated global cases in the first half of 2021 and was named Alpha. Delta, first detected in India, was more transmissible and so took over in the second half of the year. Now a new variant, Omicron, is spreading rapidly. It is already dominant in South Africa and Britain. Its array of mutations, more than any other widespread variant to date, helps it escape antibodies produced by vaccines and prior infection. This means cases will rise. But only time will tell whether Omicron will wreak havoc on the world on the scale of related variants. If the rate of hospitalisation runs far lower than the number of cases over Christmas, that will be cause for optimism. The Year in Review Jabbing the World By the end of 2021, about 800 million doses of COVID-19 vaccine will have been delivered to 144 countries. COVAX, a global jab-sharing initiative, had hoped to get hold of 2 billion doses by the end of 2021, but now expects to receive only 1.4 billion, of which 1.2 billion will go to poor countries. This will be enough to fully vaccinate 20% of their adult populations. COVAX has faced many setbacks in obtaining jabs. The development and production of some shots such as the vaccine for Novavax, a biotechnology firm, were delayed. There were export bans from some vaccine-making countries. India had been set to supply large quantities to the alliance, but instead kept most of its doses for domestic use. COVAX says that if India is excluded from its coverage calculations, it will have obtained enough doses this year to vaccinate 40% of the adult populations in poor countries. The challenge ahead will be getting these doses into arms. The Year in Review Antiviral Advances In recent months, two new antiviral drugs caused much excitement. Molnupiravir, Agevrio, is the work of Merck, a pharmaceutical company, and Ridgeback Biotherapeutics, a biotech firm. Paxlovid comes from Pfizer. Those most at risk from the serious effects of COVID-19 are less likely to be hospitalised or die if they take a course of either in the five days after symptoms appear. In November, molnupiravir was found to be less effective than originally believed, but still provided a relative risk reduction of 30%. Pfizer's lab tests suggest Paxlovid will be effective against Omicron. Merck believes Molnupiravir will work against the new variant too. Merck has promised at least 20 million doses by the end of 2022. Pfizer, 80 million. The hope is that rich countries will not monopolise supply. Both firms have announced that prices will vary according to the wealth of the purchasing country and both have signed licences allowing other manufacturers to produce the drugs at low cost. The Year in Review The Rise of Anti-Vaxxers Despite the impact of COVID-19, 
19% of Americans are, quote, unwilling to be vaccinated. A fifth of Russians and roughly 10% of French people and Germans say the same. One study in spring found that unwillingness in Africa ranged from 4% in Ethiopia to 38% in Congo. Even countries with high vaccination rates, such as Australia and New Zealand, have vocal minorities opposed to COVID-19 jabs. In many countries, hippie and libertarian anti-vaxxers have been joined by supporters of right-wing populists. In America, Republican voters are much more likely to refuse jabs than Democrats. Half of unvaccinated Germans voted for Alternative für Deutschland, a far-right party, in recent elections. Polling for The Economist in America found vaccine incentives have little effect on anti-vaxxers. Mandates may be more effective despite the anger they provoke, a study of six countries published in The Lancet, a journal, on December 13th, suggests that introducing COVID-19 vaccine passports has increased vaccination. Winter Quiz, Week 2 The battle with our baristas continues. As in Week 1, we'll serve you a new question each day. On Thursday... Your challenge will be to give all four answers and tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 5pm GMT on Thursday to editor-espresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Friday. Monday. Chiron, Shoemaker Levy 9 and Hale Bop are all examples of what object? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Moss Hart, who died on this day in 1961. All the mistakes I ever made were when I wanted to say no and said yes. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app, or by asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening. 